You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. On vacation. Uh, but a lot of times, understudies come from the ensemble. So members of the ensemble who are dancing and singing and playing bit parts every night uh, will cover... Uh, these roles. But a lot of times what happens is these people become so valuable as covers that they don't get promoted to play the roles that they cover. That's kind of a classic tale. So a lot of times they're so valuable as an understudy in the ensemble, dancing and singing, and then maybe understudying two or three parts that um, they won't get promoted. And Neil Haskell from So You Think You Can Dance and um, he's done a million Broadway shows now. Yeah, he made his Broadway debut when he was like 19, yeah. I think. Yep, and times they are changing. Yep. And uh, he was in Tucker Everlasting and 9 to 5, a whole bunch of things. He is one of the best dancers in New York. He's like one of the most sought after uh, dancers uh, in the city. And he covered a whole bunch of parts. He covered John Lawrence. He covered... Uh, yeah, he started Philly. as He's, a swing, right? Yeah, he start, started as a swing in the original company of Hamilton, of Hamilton when it moved to Broadway. And he covered King George. And the, the role originated by Jonathan Groff. Obviously, everybody knows that. Well, maybe they don't. I don't want to... Yeah, We shouldn't assume. We shouldn't assume. But Indeed. he uh, covered this role. They liked him so much as he went on that they, when the role became available in one of the national tours... They asked him to play it. So now the dude is has been massively promoted and uh, is going to be playing King George around the country starting like last week, I think was yeah. his first performance. Yeah. And so we talked to him a couple of weeks ago before he took over. And that's something I love uh, this week is just when understudies get promoted to play the role. It happened with Noah Ricketts, who I'm currently in Frozen with. He was the understudy for Kristoff, and then he got promoted to play the role, and now the role is his, uh, and he's a principal every night. You know, it's just, it's it's a very cool thing, and I've actually gone through the process where I haven't gotten promoted. It sucks when you're like, you're understudying my Broadway debut, I was understudying once, a role became available, and I didn't get promoted. And the director sent me a nice note and was like, hey, you know, we love you in the show, but, you know, we're going to go uh, and we're going to hire somebody new. Um, that story ends really well because they ended up hiring my good friend Carlos Valdez, who is oh, yeah. currently on The Flash. Right. Um, but they hired him to take over for Will Connolly and, and once. And so a lot of times people, you know, who cover multiple roles don't get promoted. And Neil got promoted. And that's the thing I love this week. Yeah, cool. Uh, but right before we jump into that interview with Neil, I wanted to call out a thing I love, which is this article that, that the New York Times just ran called Who Calls the Shots on Broadway? She Does. Uh, it's a deep dive into some of the killer female producers that are leading um, the producing pack this year on Broadway. Ava Price, who's working on Oklahoma and Jagged Little Pill. Diana Demena, who uh, brought helped bring what the Constitution means to me. Mara Isaacs, who's working on Hades Town. Dory Berenstein, who's working on the Prom. Um, there's a bunch of other people here, and this article is uh, written by Michael Paulson from the New York Times. It came out uh, Wednesday, and it's just a really interesting read about kind of where we are in the industry with female producers and where we could go and how much further there is to go. Yeah. It's, it's a really interesting read, and I think you should check it out. Yeah, and a lot of callbacks to what Gina Rattan said. Um, yeah, a couple, exactly. A couple of weeks ago, we had her on our show, and she's talking about you know, who uh, gets to call the shots, who gets to decide... Uh, you know, the stories that we consume as consumers and theater goers. And I mean, it's a bigger issue on TV and in film and all these things. Like, who are the people who are telling us as consumers what we should be seeing, right? And these producers have incredible power. And a lot of times, and still historically, it's old white men. And 
we're changing and Broadway's changing the narrative, you know, and they're, and it's, they're really, trying, they're trying, and we still have a long way to go. Way and to there's go, still, but, uh, you know, a significant underrepresentation as far as writers and directors are concerned totally. in commercial theater. But what's good is that if there's more commercial representation of female producers, yeah, then you can assume that they'll be more willing and, and interested in growing the numbers yeah. for, uh, female writers and directors. So that's awesome because one of my greatest theatrical experiences ever was with a female director and my second greatest theatrical experience was also with a female director and my Broadway debut as a female director. You know, like, they're, they're just, the list was small and we want the list to grow. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of, of truth there and, and yeah. stuff and to be learned. And I think these women who who produced these shows, I mean, if you're if you're talking about this article in particular, you're, you're talking about, uh, you know, shows like uh, the Oklahoma revival and Jagged Little Pill, the what the constitution means to me in Hadestown. These are like, these are theater change. This is changing theater. These are shows right. that are like, that, that should technically maybe not be commercially produced. They, these are shows that are pushing the envelope. Totally these risky. Totally risky. They're not, you know, they're not commercial slam dunks. Um, and, uh, and so I, it's, you know, they're pushing the game. Changing the game, pushing the envelope. They're pushing the envelope. Game changing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you know, just like pick your pick your uh, pick your favorite my, catchphrase. My, my my brain isn't working. Can I just talk about this? For, I hate United Airlines. So I'm going to talk about this on my on the show just for a moment because I was out of town this past weekend. Supposed to fly back yesterday, and United pushed and delayed our flight, and I had to call out of the show last night, and I'm really pissed about it. Because you don't do shows and you want to do the shows. You don't get paid if you don't do the shows. So that's also part of it. But I also just am like, I'm mad at them. Yeah. Well, you get to do two today. I get to do two today. I'm walking out here. It's Wednesday morning. I'm walking out here. Going to go do two. I got a little vacation beard going. The vacation beard is going to be chopped Hopefully you don't have those vacation cords. (laughs) Vacation cords. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Let it go. Okay. It's going to be fine. That's not you. Um, A little bit about Neil. It's a great interview. The yeah. guy's really fun. Totally. It's such a good guy. Um, I've been watching him dance since I was 14 yeah. or whatever. When he was on So You Think You Dance, I think I was probably older than that. But um, really great guy. You know, he's really good friends with some of our buddies from college. Mm-hmm. So we've known him for a while. Yeah. We, did a Cinderella, we did Cinderella together. Yeah, he's he's you know dancer who's pushing his his abilities as a singer and as an actor. He's constantly trying to innovate and and move his career forward. Um, and he talks a lot about growing up in Buffalo, New York, which is a notoriously tough you know blue collar town. You know, and he started as a gymnast and then he moved into dancing. And so, what it's like to be a guy coming up through you know a town with the Buffalo Sabers and the Buffalo Bills and he's yeah. going to dance class and, and just you know, owning that yeah you know he didn't allow he he has a really good perspective on uh, ownership of something that people have been bullied for yeah if you're getting bullied as a kid it kind of helps to learn how to do a backflip sure so <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah let's jump in that's it Here's Neil. Neil Haskell. <laughs> Neil, Neil Haskell. Haskell. Welcome to Guys Who Like Musicals. Ooh, yay, Neil. <laughs> yay, Neil. Thank you, Neil. Yeah. Oh, man. Thank you for being here. Uh, it's early. Yeah, it is. Yeah, thank you for being here so early, too. It's okay. I've been up since 7. I've been moving out of my apartment no. this morning. Yeah. Oh, be, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm moving out of the city uh, in a week, so oh my gosh. it's very exciting. Damn. Yeah, and it is, yeah. it is for a good It's for a good reason. It's for a great reason. Great cause. Great cause. <laughs> Great cause. Are you allowed to talk about My, such bank uh, account? I am, as long as this episode airs at a specific time after... Perfect. We'll yes. do that. We August, will. After August 6th or 7th, That's I think. That's what you said. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going on tour with Hamilton, uh, playing King George. Woo! <clears throat> That's awesome, dude. That's... Yeah. That's that's <clears throat> let's jump in there. That's how a long hot have take. you been how long have you been with Hamilton? I've been with Hamilton for about four years. This is on Broadway. This is on Broadway. Yeah. Um, I started as a swing in 2015 um, when the show was uh, opening. Um, after the transfer from the public. After the transfer yeah. from the public. Um, I found out probably, I think it was at the public until April sometime, I think. And I think I found out like two weeks before it ended at the public. Yeah. And I could not go see it. But they sent me videos of it. And the <laughs> first, <laughs> I was, I was going to be swinging the show, yeah. uh, covering six tracks. And they sent me a video of the public. I opened my laptop, watched the opening number, 
slammed the laptop <laughs> shut. I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> like, what did I sign like, up for? Literally, what did I sign? This, like, I was so stressed out. Right. It, it took me, I think it took me four days to watch the entire show on the laptop. Oh my gosh. Because I, I was, I just kept closing it and like having like, m- like mild pan- panic attacks. Cause I was like, oh my God, like, I don't, I don't know how to do that. That's in like, it's absolutely insane learning all six of those tracks, but it's like, everybody is so unique and different in the, in the show that right. it, it was just, it looked impossible. Right. <clears throat> right. And yeah, cut to it, not being impossible like <laughs> a couple months later, but nothing, it, nothing but, is, nothing is impossible. Sure. And, yeah, but like, I can imagine the, the terror of that. And if, and if anybody doesn't know, basically, you know, the swing idea, uh, being a swing, you cover the ensemble you cover yeah. it. And how many tracks did you end up learning over the course of your time? Uh, I learned six, six total. I performed, I performed five, but really four and a half. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> Um, it sounds like there's a story there. (laughs) And then my, the last one that I never ended up performing, um, a lot of people would say it was like the easiest track. It was the man six track. Okay. Physically easiest, not whatever easiest, but, um, uh, I never did that one, but I did a put in for that one. Okay. But really I was just carrying around paper being like, where does this guy walk to? (laughs) But the reason I've done half of a show for one of the other guys, I did it. I did a half a show for one of the tracks twice. Um, and it was my first time doing the show. It was so about, like somebody went out mid show. Somebody went out at intermission. Whoa. Um, uh, on Broadway would be like the man for track, uh, who has like the gun solo uh-huh. and, uh, the book solo. Yeah. Very, that's a deep cut, but no, yeah, it's great. No, this is, uh, this is, this is great. Maybe some so, listeners will know what that is. <laughs> sure. And, uh, but I went on at intermission. It was the first track I'd ever gone on for. I had not learned this track yet. Uh, uh, we were two weeks, maybe a week and a half after after opening. The only track that I had been learning was Man Two, which is Thane Jasperson's track. Um, but during tech, I you know I sat up in the front row of the balcony and learned the show from just watching them run things during tech. I would record each number from my phone and then sit there and just type up what each track is doing. I had like these like. Brilliant tracking sheets, like the idea of them, I stole from Cody Davis yeah. during Cinderella. Yeah, my um, f- former roommate, one of our best friends, yeah. who, and that's that's actually how we met. And yeah. We'll get to that in a minute, yeah. but we met doing Cinderella <clears throat> where you also swung, but keep yeah. going. because uh, So, uh, like, I would have, like, six different Microsoft Word pamph- uh, what are, pamphlets, pages, pages, <laughs> pamphlets, pages, and each of them had their own track, each each page was about 20 pages long. So there were like 20 pages per track Whoa. of just typing up the dance steps and the, the, the set moves and the prop moves and where you're standing and wh- who you're running between and all this stuff. So <clears throat> when they were like, uh, they were probably about three quarters of the way through act one, they were like, you're going to be going on for act two for this guy. And I was like, Oh God, oh my God. <laughs> I had never even had one of the costumes on. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I was like, I was like, cool. Can we print out these notes? Um, all 20 pages, put them on each side of the stage. And then, um, Steph Clemens, who was like the dance captain, uh, at the time and the associate super or the dance supervisor and the associate choreographer, she was everything. She stood on each side, um, depending on where I was going to exit with a video. So I'd run off stage, read my notes, and then we would like fast forward through a video just to see where my guy is going to go, oh my God. where I'm supposed to go. And then they were like, they would like put their hand on my back and just push me out on stage. Oh my God. It was so crazy. And I did like, I didn't know the, the spacing, what it was so new to me. Yeah. I'd been with the show for five weeks at this point, but it was like, you know, up until, I mean, up until a week before this, everything was still changing. Right. It was wild. Right. Um, uh, and the only reason I knew where to go on stage was because like there was a light special that was about to open up or there was like an opening. There was like an opening in the formation. I was like, that's probably my spot. Oh my God. Yeah. That's my actual this, nightmare. This there is was, the actor's nightmare. This is what you wake up in the middle of the night. Like, like mm-hmm. normal people will, my mom talks about like, you know, you show up to the test and you haven't studied, you know, yeah. or like, you know, you actually were living the actor's nightmare, which is you're on stage and you don't know where you're going. <laughs> I, I walk onto stage for, uh, what did I miss? Which is top of act two. And I get into the diagonal line where everybody, where Thomas Jefferson's walking along and like checking us all out, whatever. And I look out in the audience. I'm like shitting myself at this point. And 
I, in the third row, I see a kid who I grew up dancing with and competing against. And I was like, wow. there's real people in this audience. This is crazy. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. I thought you were going to say you looked down <clears throat> and Barack Obama was in <laughs> right, the third row. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, there's, a, there's a part near the end of the show where I had never physically done this choreography yet. Wow. I knew what it looked like. Um, I think I, I learned it for this other track on the other leg. Right. And so the, I like knew the mirror the, image, the mirror of, image of what oh I was supposed God. to be doing. So I'd never done this choreography the whole time. I'm looking out. I'm looking like out the corner of my eye at the person who I'm mirroring across the stage and literally in the moment, just copying what they're doing. Whoa. Like it was, it was, <laughs> it was fucking wild. <laughs> that's, that's unbelievable. Yeah. That's, I, I, I think mean, I went so, home and like, just like shook for like an hour. Yeah, just full anxiety. And Andy Blankenbuehler emailed me. He was like, yo, man, I heard you went on. How'd it go? Like, it's amazing. Like, congratulations. So huge. Lynn tweeted about it. He was like, Neil, like, stepped up. This is huge. Everything like that. And I was like, I felt fucking terrible. Completely out of body. Awful. Oh, yes. Sure. It, oh, like, I, felt, I felt awful. Right. Because I was like, you know, I, 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 I don't even know if I was doing the right stuff, but like, apparently the show ended and people still stood up and clapped. So I was like, you know, two thumbs up, I well, guess. You didn't hurt yourself or anybody else. I did not hurt myself or anybody else. All my partners went up in the air. The costumes oh, got man, put on. It's partnering too. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, God. I, it was, I bet that's <laughs> one wild. that you wish like there was a recording of like a video recording of so yeah. you could see like outside of yourself like what you because I'm sure it looked perfect like that's the, the theater uh, magic part of this because like it probably from an audience perspective they didn't know no, nobody nobody would have known right nobody would have known wild so wild that's I mean and that's like, that's like a that's like a swings nightmare right right and I mean with that sort of thing <clears throat> do you in, in the swing brain like do you wake up in the middle of the night like with those sort of fever dreams like you know, I mean, you actually lived it, which is the crazy part. So yeah. now it's like, you know, you're going to work and, you know, somebody's on vacation, somebody gets injured and, mm -hmm. and you, you're going on for somebody. But like, do you do you ever have that sort of sickening feeling when you're like sitting in your apartment or does that last for like a month or two and then it goes away? You know it what I mean? It would be uh, every day at like 4, 4.30 p.m. when the stage manager would text the whole like all the swings and creatives there's like an in out text like who's in who's out mm -hmm. every time i would get a text between like the hours of like four and five p.m my heart would just stop and i'd look at the phone and be like oh god please not be me oh god thank god <laughs> i was like i was like this is not this is this not is healthy not, this is not healthy <laughs> and so i only swung at hamilton for about eight months and then i left <laughs> got it yeah that's crazy i left for three months to do tuck everlasting that's right um and then I came back to Hamilton the day after the Tonys and um, jumped into the Man One track, which is John Rua's original track, which I did for the next three years. Got it. Yeah. Got oh, it. Okay, cool. That's <clears throat> awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And I, you know, we don't, we can jump around a lot because I mean, yeah. there's probably a million Hamilton stories around. Mm. Like when you posted the other day, when you were like leaving the show, yeah. leaving the show, which I guess you're not really now leaving the show. You're yeah. going back it's a to sad the show. Point you, were, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, but uh, it was a secret. It was an Instagram secret. But when did you find out that you were going to take over for the king? Um, they asked me about my interest and availability um, about taking over. Uh, I think at the beginning of. April, wow. like the first or second week of April. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think I signed my contract until June. Nice. So That's that was, awesome, that was a bit of a stressful month and a half. They really <laughs> do like, they're so loyal to you guys over there. That's such a, it seems like they're like promoting people. They're like, taking people from the ensemble and giving them roles like that's such an awesome yeah they're, they're opportunity that they're is, pretty awesome yeah people to be a, people to work with people this is the, i mean this is the second show i've done with lynn this is the i think third show i've done with alex lackmore third show i've done with andy like yeah. it's there's they're they like to keep their people around yeah um and yeah they're just so amazing to work with and but it's also, they don't let you like just skate by or slide by. Like they, they, they pick their hard workers mm -hmm. and they'll keep them. Yeah. Right. And the people who aren't working as hard, you know, they'll off you go. You they know, yeah. They'll, they'll say, you know, thank you so much 
for your time. <laughs> like we've like they'll yeah, they're just such good people though. That that's yeah. amazing, and it is it is true because a lot of people don't realize like when you are the understudy, when you are the swing. Uh, a lot of times you don't get you know promoted or bumped up to right, no. to play the role because yeah. you're so valuable in that position where you know five six tracks or you understudy two or three roles. Yeah. Um, so the fact that they that they're doing that and that you got promoted to the king just feels it's got to feel like a, the world's greatest vote of confidence. That like absolutely. You know. But I was just as shocked as anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you, you want me <laughs> to do the king? <laughs> Well, I'm, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've done it on like I've covered it and I've performed it on Broadway, but it's like to do it for real. It, it just doesn't seem like it would be it, it real. I don't know. It's just mm. it, yeah. when when I asked, I was like, I was like, where's the catch? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, like, you want me to play here? the king and then you also and want me to do like, are you trying to give me a contract and then like. <laughs> Send me to a place where there's not a tour. <laughs> like, what's, what's happening yeah. here? Well, I, I I always thought that like in the in the super non equity version of Hamilton that'll happen forty years from now, like the king will be dancing in the ensemble. Oh, 100 percent. You know, so, so I bet you were like, you know, uh, oh yeah, they want you to play the king, but you're also going to do the gun solo. <laughs> no, <laughs> no please no. Or that day will never come for Hamilton, and it'll be like Lion King and just be production oh, yeah. forever. It, I mean, that it would. Be, yeah, I think it, that it be will be. Yeah. Um, and Phantom. Can we go back to the beginning? How yeah. How do you feel about that, Joe? Great. Love right, it. Go cool. back. Um, you mean the beginning of his life or the beginning of the interview? <laughs> Let's go back. Uh, like, it just cut everything. That was terrible. <laughs> no, I <laughs> mean, yeah. No, the beginning of your life. Um, <laughs> the beginning of your life. Did you... you uh, first off. Sure. I watched every single episode of So You Think You Can Dance from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> going back, back. Yeah, from the beginning. <laughs> so, uh, did you start dancing, dancing? Yeah. Only dancing? <clears throat> but the uh, the like, reason we want to go back to that, the So You Think You Can Dance stuff is for your mother, though. Because you guys watched it together. You just told me this <laughs> yeah. before Neil showed up. He, he's like, he's like, my mom and I watched every episode of So <laughs> You Think You Can Dance. My mom loves reality show, yeah. and we've missed So You Think You Can Dance. <clears throat> yeah. It was such a good show. Yeah, it's it's still um, on. <laughs> it's, yeah, it is still on. It's season 16. <laughs> it's like now it 30. Now it's on. I guess I don't watch it anymore. But. Yeah, no, it's still, it's, yeah, it's airing. There, I don't know when this will air, but I, there will be, yeah, there's, Still I think they're there. like four episodes into the season. Yeah. I love it. Wow. <coughs> Crazy. Um, okay, go back. Yeah, so. <clears throat> anyway, I just want to go back to like yeah. baby Neil. Like how did you get interested in performing? How did you start performing? What was your relationship? Uh, we'll start there. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I started doing gymnastics when I was five because everybody else in my family did it. I, I'm the youngest of five. Um, uh, so I girls? Uh, two boys, two girls, and I, I, one of them is my twin brother. Oh, cool. <clears throat> Um, uh, everybody was doing gymnastics. I started flipping before I was doing gymnastics just because I thought, you know, that's what you had to do. Like I thought the old, my older siblings who were tumbling and doing flips and stuff, I was like, oh, well I want to do what they're doing. So in the back room, I would like take the couch cushions off and just like practice backflips and like <laughs> just hit my head. <laughs> it shows. Yeah, it shows. Yeah, it shows. <laughs> um, yeah. So like I started doing gymnastics when I was five later in the fall, I started um, dancing. Um, me and my brother started taking class because our like preschool girlfriend was um, in class, and we just wanted to hang out with her. Um, and from like the ages of <clears throat> five to eighteen, I was at the same dance studio. Um, it ended up being just like a really phenomenal dance studio that allowed me to grow. And um, I grew up competing in dance. Um, when I was fifteen, I started doing like summer intensives. Um, like uh, in theater, people go to like Interlochen yep. and Stage Door, Stage Door, and French Woods. Yeah, um, I went to Chautauqua Institution uh, for ballet. <clears throat> which Chautauqua Institution, if you've never been, it's wild. Like it's like this like incredible arts community. Um, they have for like students and stuff. They have dance, uh, theater, opera, sculpture. Um, it, it's, it's, an, wow. yeah, it's unreal. Like the, the dancers are the youngest ones there. Like, uh, I think the youngest dancers there are like 12 through 20. And then the dancers who are there, who are like older than 20 are the ones who are like in the dance company. But then there's like opera people from Juilliard and actors from Juilliard who come there for the summer. And like, there's like a theater, semi-professional theater company there. And it's, it's an amazing community. Amazing. Um, so I spent three summers there, and then I went to uh, college for dance at Point Park for a whole year. Yeah, one whole year. Uh huh. 
Um, <laughs> super worth it. Uh, Point Park, great, great. But yeah. I, I was thinking about this this, this morning. Um, I like once I went to college and I was going for dance. I was like, I just I, I just want to dance. Yeah. I went to an English class um, like the first week of school. And the teacher gave us an assignment for like it was a writing piece or whatever. And I went back to my dorm for like 15 minutes before my next dance class. And I was like, I'm dropping out of that class. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent dropping out of that yeah, class. This is not relevant. In Pennsylvania, they have these things called CLEP test. Okay. I don't know what it stands for. C-L-E-P. But you can go to a testing center, pay like a hundred bucks. And if you pass the test with like a sp- certain grade, you get all those college credits. So I went and took, I paid like 150 bucks to take the English and the math. And I got six English credits, six math credits. I was done with like the, because I was really smart in high school. I just had no interest in continuing on with like the general education, whatever. Like I was like, I'm here to dance. Right. I just have to dance. Um, (laughs) Just got to dance. No, but like I, I tested out of those. I got 12 credits by the end of my freshman year. Since because I came in with AP credits and all that, I was almost essentially about like I was several huh. credits away from being a junior. Like it was, wow. it was wild. Yeah. Um, so I danced my way through college. <laughs> uh, <with laughs> but you were like, only there for a year. So how come? What happened? You- oh, uh, so um, uh, I ended up uh, driving with like four or five other friends to Dayton, Ohio, kids, uh, kids I was at college where with. Alex Fink is from. Yeah. Oh, where yeah. I was born. Oh shit. Also where I got born. married. Dayton, Ohio is the center of the universe. It's like low oh, okay. key. No, it is. <clears throat> it is low yeah, there's key. There's like a statue in the middle of main street, I think. And that's <laughs> so all I remember. It's a, str- it's a strange place and there's not a lot going on, but all of a sudden there's a lot going on. But they actually have a, they have a great dance company there. DCDC Dayton okay. contemporary dance company, I believe it's called. Um, but I think that's where I auditioned because I auditioned for the show moving out. They were on tour there, and they were holding auditions. So five of us from college drove there. Um, uh, I ended up auditioning, and there was there was probably only like fifteen guys there auditioning. They're just seeing people. I don't know why they're auditioning in Dayton. Yeah. Um, but I made it. Like there was like two of us at the end. Um, this uh, the casting director Megan Larsh. She used to cast for Binder. Okay. And okay. now she works at I believe Tuts. Okay. I yeah. think. Um, <clears throat> she's amazing. She pulled me aside at the end. She was like, hey, do you tumble? And I was like, uh, yeah. She was like, well, Twyla's doing this new show in New York. Um, they just did it out of town in San Diego. And uh, we'd love to see you for that in New York. Can you get to New York? I was like, yeah, just let me know when. Um, this is like probably like March of freshman year I was doing this. Wow. Um, and then I ended up flying or taking a bus or whatever to New York I think like seven or eight times. Oh my god! Because they kept bringing me back in. My first audition was at Ailey. Um, I had no idea where I was going. I flew in. I got like MapQuest directions. MapQuest, <coughs> throw that. Yeah. Um, You're like eighteen. Like eighteen, uh, nineteen years I, old. I th- eighteen or nineteen. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, and I walk into Ailey, and I was like, "I'm here for this audition, whatever." They sent me to the back room, and in the back room is a piano player, Twyla Tharp. And one other person. And I was like, what the fuck is Whoa. going on? <clears throat> Whoa. It's so like no other, pomp and circumstance. It's just Twyla Tharp. Just, just Twyla Tharp. Unreal. And so I walk in. I was like, hello. And she was like, she came over, shook my hand. She was like, thanks for coming, whatever. Just go warm up. And we're figuring stuff out. Um, so essentially it was a, for no reason whatsoever, I had a solo audition for Twyla Tharp. Oh my God. My, like, my first real big audition in New York was a, one-on-one audition with Twyla <laughs> and her assistant, Charlie. Wow. But the assistant, Charlie, I think knew, like, I, he was, like, messing with me a little bit. He's an amazing dude. He's one of my favorite dancers ever. But I have a feeling he was messing with me during the audition, pretending that he wasn't the assistant and pretending he was, like, auditioning against me. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I was like, all I have to do is beat this guy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, you like you get down <clears throat> to the end and it's just you and this other guy. But no, he's actually... He's the assistant, Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is weird. Um, so then I have the one-on-one audition for like an hour. And then she was like, can you stay any longer? We're having like, um, eight guys, eight equity people come in and audition as well. Um, so I was like, yeah. So I, I stayed for another two hours, two, two and a half hours. 
audition with them. <clears throat> At the end of that, she was like, can you stay again? We're having like a non-equity eight guys come in and we're auditioning them as well. So I'm auditioning for like six, seven hours straight. I also, it, I started at 9 a.m. and I didn't eat breakfast before. Oh, no. I was like shaking. My muscles were like, because you're like in, dancing in front of Twilight Tharp. You're, yeah. you're going, yeah. you're going ham for yes. six, seven hours. Um, and like tumbling and holding handstands and like just doing, like at one point in, in one of the eight auditions that I went through, uh, she was like, all right, everybody, um, I need to see you all hold a handstand for a minute. What? Go. <laughs> Literally. What? And everybody was like, and she was like, if you fall, if you fall out, just, just stay out of it. And like, there were, it was like me, Carrie Tedder. Yep. Um, who ended up booking the show as well. Yes. Uh, and uh, a couple other people. And we just all had to hold handstands for a minute. That's like, that's never happened ever. <laughs> this is like the most turbocharged, true story, mm-hmm. a chorus <clears throat> version of a chorus line yeah, that right. has ever existed. Uh huh. I had to learn in the room, like in the moment. She was like, "Do a left aerial." I was like, oh, "I've never done that. I can hardly even do a left cartwheel." But sure. And I was like, "Hold up!" <laughs> I landed it, and I was like, "Is anything okay. broken?" <laughs> and then she was like, "Okay, do a front aerial." And I was like, "What?" Also, have never done that before. But I had to like, I had to do a left aerial and a front aerial in the show. So I was like, okay. Like, it was like a very tumble-heavy show. It was, uh, it's called The Times Are Changing. Yes, I don't know if I yeah. said that. No, um, yeah. But it was... I thought you were leading. Stage, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the stage was built um, with a sprung floor. There was a tumble track, which is like a long extended trampoline in the front of the stage. There was a raised one in the back of the stage with like a giant crash pad that you could like do like... Carrie did like a double back in his audition onto it. Like, it was, it was a very interesting stage. The show itself ran... I, I booked the show after like my eighth audition... Oh which gosh. is crazy. Um, the last audition, one of the last auditions I had was actually at her apartment. Oh my gosh. Which in 2019, I don't think that could happen. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but in 2006, yeah. it was like, sure, I'll go to, yeah, yeah, yeah give me the address it. of Twilight's apartment. Like, <laughs> pop open um, a bottle of wine. <laughs> but she had like a dance studio in her apartment. Right. Um, I showed up and there were like five other dancers there who were already doing the show. And it, she was like, at this point, you, she was like, at this point, you know, it's not, this is not an audition. This is, we're just, we're, we're workshopping stuff for the show. And I was like, okay. She was like, I just wanted to have you here and like, you know, see how you work with everybody else. So yeah, one of my auditions was at her apartment. Oh my god! Which like is, doing, but essentially th- doing pre-pro as opposed. Pre- yeah, exactly. Yeah. We were we like, were doing pre-pro. Um, so creating choreography <laughs> with people in the company, the choreographers kind of like yeah. workshopping what things are. But also, some of these home. people were like my favorite dancers in the world, like wow. John Celia and Jason uh, Mc. Hmm, can't think of his last name. Yeah. Um, who's now teaching at uh, Point Park University, Jason McDowell. Um, uh, th- like, all these people were in Moving Out, which yeah. was my dream show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's how this all started. This, Back yes, you, exactly. You so I auditioned up. for Moving Out. Right. Megan Larsh was right. like, hey, audition for this show. Right, right. And, like, now, that's how it all happened. What's um, that span of time from the time you auditioned in Dayton until... I want to say it was, like, mm, March. Okay. March of, like, 06. And then I finally booked the show in... August after coming back and forth to New York, I would buy like, I would buy a one way ticket there and then just take a Greyhound bus back to Buffalo or back to school whenever I was done auditioning. Cause sometimes they'd be like, Oh, can you stay until tomorrow and do it? So I was like, I'll buy a one way yeah, and then just figure it out. Yeah. And then Um, you slept in Port Authority. Literally like, (laughs) or didn't sleep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just one eye open. Right. Um, uh, so I get a call on a, on a Monday. It was second to last week of August, maybe. I was going back to school on Saturday. Uh-huh. I get a call on Monday. We had just bought all our dorm supplies. I get a call on Monday um, from not Jay Bender, but um, his partner at the time in, in the business. Um, and he said, hey, uh, they're hiring you for the show. Can you be here tomorrow and start rehearsals? And I was like, what? I was like, oh shit. Like this, what? I was like, I need to call my parents. <laughs> I was like, I'll call you back. <laughs> oh my God. So I did not accept over the phone. <laughs> oh my God. Called my mom at work. <clears throat> I was like, mom, I think I just booked a Broadway show <laughs> and they want me there tomorrow. Um, can I go? <laughs> can I go? And, I mean, you did it. yeah, keep going. And so I called her and I called my, my dad and they were like, oh my God. Yeah, that's amazing. I was like, I have, I have to get all this stuff together. I don't know where I'm going to stay. Like all yeah, this stuff. I call, I call back, I call back the casting director. I was like, 
can I come on Wednesday instead of tomorrow? And they're like, uh, sure. And they're like, this is the pay. This is whatever. I was like, okay, cool. Neat. Yeah. Dollars, Sounds like a neat. lot of money. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Literally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I only made this much at P- Pittsburgh CLO. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Which was actually a great paying job. Yeah. And yeah. my yeah. first gig Still ever. Still is. Yeah. Still is. Yeah. Still is an amazing place to work. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Where am I going to live? Oh. No, literally, I uh, uh, I ended up, um, there was a guy I knew who went to, uh, a guy and a girl I knew who went to University at Buffalo and had just moved here like the year before. It, actually, Rashawn James, he's like it, high up in the union, whatever. He's like a representative, all that. Um, him and this girl, Hallie, uh, I crashed with them on their futon in a hallway of their apartment Great. for like a month and a half. In Astoria, a month and a half. <clears throat> I didn't. Well, I, I mean, I didn't give a. I didn't, well, well, I, didn't I mean, care. I was yeah, it just, it just like, seems like like now, like w- the way that you take care of your body as a dancer, especially like you're living on a futon, you know, doing right. a Twilight Tharp show. Like, was your body deteriorating, or were you just like 18? No, you're I like, was, nah, fuck yeah, it, I'm was, good. Yeah, like, was, he was 19. He's like, yeah. let's do more flips. Like, <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> let's stand yeah. on our hands and walk to the. Yeah. Those, I was like, let me get subway on the way home. Let me fall asleep by 10 and wake up. I mean, I was, it was in Astoria and rehearsals were at, um, the city university up on one thirty eighth. What? Oh, wow. On, on like the West side of Harlem. So I would like, I would leave the house. No, I would, I would, uh, I would just take the, the R train down to yeah, Times Square, Square. Yeah. And, then and then take the local one train up because oh, I didn't know how the Express or local were. It had like, to have taken like over an hour. Yeah, every, I would leave my ways. house every day at 7.30 or 7.45 for a 10 o'clock rehearsal. Oh my God. Yeah. And I'll get there at like nine, but I was not the first one there. Like everybody, everybody else in this company was already there warming up. Right. Like this was like the hardest working company ever. It was... It was like a dream come true. That's so cool. And the show closed in three weeks. <laughs> I know. I was. Oh, go- man. You just set yourself up perfectly because I was going to be like, and then the worst part was in that this business is brutal. Because I remember yeah. when Carrie Tedder, I, I was a freshman and when Carrie Tedder, mm-hmm. uh, they, they do this big senior entrance. And so the se- you know, uh, the whole school, the whole department is there and the seniors kind of bust in on like, you know, the first day of classes or whatever and do this fun. They always do like a number and they sing some stuff and, and they were introducing the seniors and they said, I'll never forget Carrie. They're like, and this is Carrie Tedder, the first person from the class of 2009 to make it to Broadway. And the first one to come back. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just so brutal. Like, I mean, that, that this business dude, that is like, so how long did it actually run? Did we it previewed for a month, okay, and then it ran for three weeks. Wow. Um, the craziest part was there was an invited dress, and it was my first performance ever on Broadway. We're um, <clears throat> two thirds of the way through the show, mind you. The show is only ninety minutes long, super short. And me and this uh, me and this lady, Lisa Gaida, who I'm still friends with today, um, amazing Broadway dancers. She's eighteen Broadway shows, something like that. The two of us are singing a duet. If you know uh, deep cuts of Bob Dylan, we're singing Maggie's Farm. Okay. Very interesting for us to be singing a duet. And during this duet, I'm also jumping up and down on a trampoline. So it sounded (laughs) lit. Um, (laughs) I come down from jumping at at the end of one of the verses, and I find like a loose place in the trampoline, and then all of a sudden, that's my ankle. And oh, I was like, oh, 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 shit. And I looked down and my ankles just start swelling. Oh, and I was like, no. oh, I God. ain't gonna work on Maggie's farm no more. <laughs> Still trying to sing. I was like, and I, I didn't know how understudies work. I didn't know how swings work. I have to climb. I'm like running off stage for like two seconds to grab all these props and bring them back on. And I look at one of the crew guys and I was like, I need a swing. And then he was like, what? And I grabbed the props, run back on, out on stage. And he, nothing happened because you don't just tell I the need crew, a swing. I need a swing. I knew nothing about it. Right. I just knew my ankle was blowing up, <laughs> turning purple. And I still had like eight tumbling passes to do oh for the rest God. of the show. <clears throat> oh my God. Cut to, I finished, I end up finishing the show. Oh my God. And uh, <laughs> like, go, I don't like it was such a crazy moment in my life because I, yeah. I did not know how any of this worked. I didn't know how injuries worked on Broadway. I didn't know how understudies worked. I didn't know how anything worked. Right. But I just told them, hey, I hurt my ankle, you know, whatever. I show up to uh, rehearsal the next day. Hey, I hurt my ankle as it's like purple <clears throat> and three times the size yeah. that it should and be. And they're <laughs> like, oh, put some ice on it. What, like, we'll figure this out. Um, I get to rehearsal the next day because, you know, we're in, we're in tech. Yeah. It's the, 
the pre first previews either the next day or the day after. And I get there and I was like, so can't really walk. Like I'm like essentially using a cane. They're like, Oh shit. Like yeah. we have to get like an understudy ready for tonight. Like all this stuff. And they're like, why didn't you tell us? And I was like, I did. I said I hurt my ankle. <laughs> oh, God. oh my God. I didn't know how any of it worked. No, but that's also such, such also a dancer no- thing too, because dancers are, have such a high pain threshold. So yeah. like you're dancing on, you know, you probably had danced on all sorts of like injuries Shin and things. Yeah. She had knee, knee stuff. Like every, everything. everything hurts all the time. So you're like, Oh, I'm okay. I'll, I'll get through it. And then there is that moment where you're actually like, Oh no, I actually can't. And now we know like, and now you know, like if you know, you've hurt you yourself, fill the C2 you form, fill out a form, C4, talk C2. Like yeah. C2 Talk to the stage manager, you know, you every we know how it works now, but as a 19 year old, no, no, you don't know. Oh my god, um, yeah. So, I was literally my first Broadway performance, I got a second degree sprained ankle, I missed the first two weeks of previews. I sat in the back of the house just watching, um, and then I came back into the show with just like a big ankle brace. And I was like, two weeks later, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not doing the show any longer. Like I'm, I'm doing the show. Yeah. Um, so I went back in two weeks later, did the last two weeks of previews, three weeks of the show. And then Uh, it was crazy. And we'll get, we'll get off of, of, of this, but I, I love this just kind of jumping around because we got to it a second. Um, but when you were growing up dancing, one of the things I was interested about, like, what was that like from a social and like community perspective? Like, I mean, and, and like a high school perspective, mm-hmm. because I mean, as a guy <laughs> dancing, that's still, that's not the coolest thing in the world to do. What? You know, <laughs> like, I mean, from, from a societal perspective. Sure. Yeah. So like, you know, we don't have to get into like the scars of bullying, but sure. like did, how did you deal with like growing up as a male dancer in Buffalo, New York, sure. because that sounds as close to Billy Elliot, the musical as like I could possibly imagine <laughs> without it actually about to throw on an Irish accent <laughs> yeah. just to like, no. yeah, right, um, right. I got to dance with the ballet, <laughs> with the frigging ballet. Uh, that's, uh, that's all I know from the movie. Yeah. Um, you haven't seen that movie. I've seen it maybe like when I was, you know, yeah. 12. Right. I actually never saw the musical though. Which yeah. Is I did. I mean, it feels good. Yeah. I heard. I mean, it looks yeah. gorgeous. Um, Growing up in Buffalo dancing, it was interesting. Elementary school, I didn't get made fun of because I was also doing gymnastics. And what that meant is that I did flips on the playground and everybody thought that was the coolest thing ever. Awesome. So dance and gymnastics, I don't think anybody knew the difference. Mm -hmm. So there was like no, there was, there was really no making fun of that there. Um, Interesting angle. Quite. Yeah. Because like, you were oh, the cool kid. Yeah, yeah. it was the cool kid because you did flips. Yeah, because you can flip off. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and I would destroy anybody in all those, in like any sport we were playing in gym class. Like I was like. Right. right. Because you athletic. are super athletic. So like you were, <laughs> yeah. able, you know, you, and we talked about, I mean, you're, you walked in here wearing a, wearing a Buffalo, Buffalo Sabres shirt basically. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, I don't really follow the Sabres anymore, which is so upsetting. Well, that's because they're like, terrible. But. Well, yeah, they're. They're a great team. <laughs> uh, no, but you're I'm, like, I'm more of a Bills. Fan. You're the biggest Bills fan that I that, yeah. I, that I've ever met. Uh, yeah. So we'll, that we could must talk. be hard too. Yeah, that must. be. <laughs> Not recently. I mean, we made it to the playoffs once yeah. recently. <laughs> once, sweet uh, Buffalo. Once this millennium, we've made it to the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, no, growing up in Buffalo, dancing. Like I said, uh, people, you know, in elementary school, I didn't get made fun of because of gymnastics. But in middle school, it was. I was just more friends with more girls. So like the girls were just thought it was cool. You know, some of their, some of them dance with me or dance at the dance studio and knew it and like Mm -hmm. whatever. And then freshman year of high school when like it could have gotten rough, uh, the, like my competition team, a lot of the girls went to my high school. And so homecoming week, um, we performed like a hip hop dance during like one of the weekly, events Mm -hmm. and everybody thought that was the coolest thing in the world yeah and so like all the football players all the soccer players everybody was like dude that was so cool and you danced with all the girls so like that's awesome and that happened freshman year so you set the tone yeah yeah yeah, right i was set set the tone it was cool good good thing it wasn't like a ballet number yeah i wouldn't have done that (laughs) (laughs) see he knows yeah no we uh no it was uh we danced to michael jackson's scream and janet's scream yeah it was like really cool yeah so you just set the tone for high school set the tone for high school and then that's what it was and then like uh, one of the the 
the soccer coach, the varsity soccer coach for the guys was also one of the musical directors. Nice. And so the entire soccer team would be in the musical as well. Cool. And so wow. that's very cool. <clears throat> yeah. So like we would just be like all dancing together, but like, you know, we'd be doing grease. And so like, we'd just be like, what's the craziest thing we could do? All right, let's jump over each other's shoulders. Let's flip each other. Like let's do it. Cause like they're super athletic and I, I know how to do all this stuff. So let's combine yeah, and yeah, like yeah. figure this out. So like, it was never really yeah, rough, well, which is wild. What I also think that like inherently if in high school, if you do any, take anything super seriously, mm-hmm. people think that that's cool, whether or not they're going to say it out loud. Like I just remember like seeing the kids, even like, like I, I didn't take any AP classes, but mm-hmm. like the people who were in the AP classes, I was like, it's so cool that they're so smart and I'm not that smart. <laughs> and I wish I was smarter. <laughs> like those kids, you know, and I wish like the art kids, you're like sitting there and you're like, oh, gosh, really? I wish, like if you, it, anything that you take super seriously, yeah. I think people will think it's cool. They might not say that out loud and they might make fun of you, like, yeah. you know, to their friends or, you know, to try to gain, you know, social points or whatever. <laughs> but I think that anybody that takes anything seriously is that's inherent cool and yeah. you were obviously taking it super seriously yeah. from a dance perspective like all through high school so when mm-hmm. did like the musical theater thing because obviously it was moving like did you see moving out and you were like oh I I'm did. Gonna- when i was 16 i i took a trip to new york for like a dance co- competition nationals and on uh the first broadway show i saw was the night before i saw thoroughly modern millie but the next one i saw the next night was moving out it was at the Richard Rogers Theater where where Hamilton where is. Hamilton is. I sat in like the fourth row, right on the aisle. Um, one of my dance teachers was actually in in the show in the ensemble, so I was like, "This is the coolest thing in the world." And I saw the show, and I was like, "Oh, like you can, like you can make a career out of this. Like right. you can, or you can have a job." And th- like I was like, "Oh, I want to do that. Like that's what I want to do. Like that's right. that's cool as fuck." Yeah. Let me do that. So whatever that was was what I was going to do, and that's when I was like, "Oh." Okay, I guess I'll keep dancing, and I'll get, I guess I'll keep doing everything. But like theater-wise, I, I did musicals in high school. I didn't do it my freshman year, but like sophomore through senior year, I, I did the musicals. We did Grease, Forty Second Street, and Fiddler on the Roof. And I always like refused to audition because I never actually wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to think people who did the theater would do the musicals were theater nerds. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of theater nerds Bunch in this room, theater, gotta be honest. Theater nerds. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I never, like, being in, a, being in a rehearsal in high school, like, it it just, like, gave me, like, such, like, a cold feeling. Like, I was, like, I'm so mm. uncomfortable right. rehearsing a musical. Mm. Like, it just seemed so empty and weird. And, like, I just did not love to do it. Right. Performing it was cool, but I just did, I didn't love the process in high school. Yeah. Um, but I did it to hang out with my friends and do the musicals and, um, it, it just turned into something like I, when I moved to New York or when I actually, when I was in college, I auditioned for Pittsburgh CLO and I, I, I booked that mostly because of dancing and Mm -hmm. flipping. Mm -hmm. I remember the, 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 either the Dean at point park or the the head of the musical theater program who I had never met because I was strictly dancing there saw me in the elevator at school after the audition and he was like, oh man, they can't wait to hire you. I was like, oh really? He was like, yeah, they don't even care that you can't sing. And I was what? like, oh, oh God. <laughs> Let me tell you that story. I did it for PCLO and it was my first musical audition ever, professionally, yeah. whatever. And the night before I was at, uh, I was at a party, you know, hanging out with people and they were like, they're like, are you going to go audition for CLO? I was like, oh, I don't know, I guess. Like, that seems cool. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, what are you going to sing? I was like, oh, I don't know. And they're like, well, what do you know? Like, do you know any theater songs? Or they're like, what do you know? And I was like, I know Dave Matthews. They're like, yeah, maybe not. You're, uh, <laughs> you're the worst. <laughs> That's like like our, like Cody, back to Cody and, and Louie, our, my former roommates and some of our best friends. That's what Louie always says about Neil. <laughs> Louie and Cody are both, like, Neil's the worst. <laughs> the <laughs> like, best but the worst. The best but the worst. <laughs> you Dave um, Matthews. I like Dave Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> so this girl was like, uh, this girl Julia was like, oh, do you know... Um, uh, oh, what a beautiful morning from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. Like you, sh- you probably. And I was like, yeah. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Whatever. And I was like, yeah, sure. So we printed out two pages of that sheet music. I stapled them to a Manila folder so it would stand up, and that was like pretty professional of yep, me. Like, pretty genius. Didn't yep. just bring in two sheets of paper. 
And but like the 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 start of where I was going to sing was like right at the top of the page. There's no intro into it. And so when I handed it to the the piano player at the audition, he was like, what do you want? How do you want to start this? And I was like, I don't know. Uh, These last like two bars down here. Why don't you play that? And then we'll jump back into it. Like the end of the chorus, we'll jump back into the chorus. Makes sense to me. But the end of the chorus in my head doesn't go back into the chorus. It goes into the verse. So it's like, there's a bright golden haze on the meadow. So the end of the chorus in my head went to those notes and not to the, the chorus. And so the first like five, six, seven bars of the chorus, I'm singing a different tune with the wrong words and all this. And I was just like, oh, oh what a beautiful more like trying to find it. <laughs> And just like shaking, <laughs> so uncomfortable, probably holding on to a piano. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> like, god! Like having yeah. no idea how to do this. Right. And because of like <laughs> the dancing and the flipping, and I like the tumbling pass I did for them when I was auditioning was a round up back handspring back tuck back handspring full okay. twisting backflip, and on like the wooden dance floor, and they were like, "Oh shit." Cool. That the guy best can, tumbling that guy, pass they've ever th- seen. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so they were like, yeah, we're hiring him. Regardless, this yeah. guy can't sing. We so, just won't give him a microphone. <laughs> yeah. You'll learn how to sing. It'll yeah. be fine. When I moved to New York, I started taking voice lessons and all that. Like, I did singing. I did, like, chorus in high school. Okay. So I learned how to read music and stuff. Yeah. I just wasn't great. I wasn't well-versed in, like, theater yeah um, well and now like to bring it slightly <clears throat> full circle like you're just singing on stage i'm just singing Start king george three songs stand there sing and this is the, and, this and is wave and take a bow and <laughs> perfect man what well, that is that's the, why i was also shocked yeah. like imagine like 13 <laughs> yeah, years so ago I'm, I'm doing a, a terrible audition for pclo yeah i don't get a mic in the first show <laughs> actually mrs potts mic broke and they're like hey neil we need your mic we'll give you hers and i was like i know this is broken <laughs> <laughs> i don't need to wear this See, I, right? was, I was just joking but they actually didn't give you a microphone <laughs> they no, they gave me a broken microphone they gave, like they literally were like this mic is broken let's take it from mrs potts <laughs> neil take your microphone off give it to her put on hers. Oh my gosh. And I was like, I, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, Genius. I've definitely, uh, transitioned my, uh, your career, my skills. Yeah. It's well, awesome. Man. In New York. It's so <laughs> awesome. Um, uh, how are we doing on time and stuff? How are we like, we're getting long. So right, let's just, I want to hit. Yeah. We should hit it. I want it. I just, um, I got just two. I have like two more questions. Sure. One, um, which is that the water is someone flushed the toilet in the apartment no, next to Dan? No, somebody's taking a shower. <laughs> no, nice. So, um, <clears throat> the, just the uh, w- advice to younger performers, to younger yeah, dancers. Do you have any like, tips for young dancers or young actors or uh, young dancers who can't sing or young actors who can't dance? <laughs> Learn, how to like, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, Learn how to dance. <laughs> I would say, I, I guess this would be more advice for like when somebody finally moves to the city. Yeah. Find class. Take class, find a teacher, find a voice teacher, find an acting teacher, find a dance teacher, find that and connect with them and get into class and continue growing. Once you come out of high, if you move her out of high school, if you move her out of college, you're not done learning. Like Mm. I didn't take acting. I didn't do theater in college. So when I moved here, I realized that I would have to somehow learn all this stuff that other people came in with. Right. The knowledge of like I I moved here at 19. By the time I was 22, all the people I would have graduated with came here with all those skill sets that I did not have. Now Mm -hmm. I had two or three Broadway shows under my belt, but I also didn't have the ability to audition as well or to play roles or do anything like that because I didn't I didn't know how to audition with that. I didn't know how how to use any sort of acting technique at all. I was just winging it. So I think finding like an acting studio or an acting teacher, um, finding a voice teacher, um, and taking dance class. I love that. And it that's never a really stops. good point because like, you know, Joe and I did the opposite and went to this really prestigious university mm-hmm. and had all this training, but don't think for a second that it's okay for us to stop training now. Yeah. Right. I'm six years, seven years out of school and 
I still study with a voice teacher. In mm-hmm. fact, I rebuilt my voice after college. I'm sure. Yeah. With a new t- with two different teachers. Well, cuz also you're a different person now. You're you're totally. you're a grown man and yeah. you were an adolescent. Still developed. Like, totally. Yeah. Well, and and yeah. we talked about that a lot, but like you you were, Dan worked so hard vocally after we graduated and moved here. You were always in voice lessons, always working on your your sound and your voice and your that was and actually one of the things that was the most inspiring to me was seeing you do that. So like you're Neil, you you hit the nail. It's like I think you, that's exactly you it. have yeah. to take class because I actually said like growing during like um during certain shows like I've become I'm I'm a worse actor than I was in college because I was because taking in class all the time you know yeah so you have to stay mm-hmm. in class you got anything i mean i mean i would have done a deep dive into so you think you can dance but we can do that another time and <laughs> we can do that for a second we're okay we can like I no it's okay I wanna, like, we should talk about so you we think can take, you can dance we can take a take a little dive and if you yeah. if you edit it in and you know yeah, okay cool all right so i had seen um like an episode or two of so you think uh, that's what we call it as insiders. So, uh, you, think. so you think. So you think. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd seen like an episode or two in college. It was like the first season because I think there was a girl who had gone to my college who was on the season, something like that. And then I had seen like a couple like video clips online. This is like right at the beginning of YouTube. So I wasn't even searching for these. So right. I'd seen a couple episodes right. or a couple dances. And so I didn't really know what the show was. Um, I never really wanted to be on a reality show because, like, reality shows to me back then were, like, real world where they follow you around. It's very personal. And, (laughs) like, that's what my idea of a reality show was. So my mom calls me and she was like, so you think is auditioning um, in, like, tomorrow or the next day in New York? You should go. And I was like, no, it's dumb. And she was like, just go. How old were you then? Um, 19. So So it was, like, right after times changing? Yeah. So this is, like, February after times are changing, which closed in, like, November. Got it. Um, So me and a friend go to um, the theater space on 34th Street. Three o'clock in the morning we get there. Um, We're just, like, hanging out with people in line because that's apparently what you had to do back then was get somewhere at 3 a.m. to audition, which is hilarious. Um, So we're sitting outside from like 3 until 8. I go in, I I audition, whatever. We had to do, you know, the pre-screens and all this stuff. But I never really was like super interested in doing the show until like I was on the show. Right. Which is very odd and backwards because I just didn't know anything about the show. Um, It probably seems so far-fetched too. You're like, like, there's thousands of people here and like, you know, sure. it's I, was, like, I mean, like, I was very whatever. confident in my dancing skills at totally. the time, but I was also like, I didn't know what any, what the show entailed. So I was like, eh, whatever. It's that whole thing with like, if you don't know, if it doesn't matter to you, you'll book it. Cause it's yeah. like, you don't put as much pressure on yourself. <clears throat> right, oh, right. It was hundred percent zero pressure. But like, <laughs> as I was auditioning, I was like, Oh, like, you know, I'll, I'll do it, you know, I'll go win it and then like move on with my life. That was like my mindset. Man, <laughs> You're the if worst. I could have had a sliver of that confidence. Wow. <laughs> but I was like, only because I didn't know any, any different. Right, like, right. Like, cool. You know, right. like I was like, I wonder if I'm allowed to do it because I've been on Broadway and I'm professional. And they were like, yeah, we don't give a fuck. You're on Broadway for three weeks. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Probably <laughs> three weeks. Cut so to funny. the Vegas round when I saw Danny Tidwell dance for the first time. Mm. He was incredible. Mm-hmm. And I looked, I looked up on my, I, I actually, I texted my girlfriend at the time. I was like, hey, look up this guy on the internet. Cause you know, I had a flip phone, so I couldn't look it up myself. And I was like, who is this guy? And she was like, oh, he's been in ABT and all this stuff. And I was like, what? How's he allowed to audition? <laughs> he was so good. Yeah. So I ended up like, just like sort of just following him around and just watching what he did. Cause I was so intrigued by his, his dancing. I, all I wanted to do was like do what he did. Right. Um, and at one point on the show, we were, we were roommates for like a couple weeks on the show, which was like really interesting. I got to like pick his brain and we became like really, really, really good friends. Um, and then when we toured together, we were, we were hotel roommates and all that. Like we were like, we we're like best friends. And all I wanted to do was like be able to move like him. That's so and cool. I like, I just like emulated him for like that entire year. Yeah. So, so it ended so, up being and like, he ended up beating me. He came in second. I came in third. Yeah. Saber came in first. So. Yeah. Tough. Not I'm not bitter. bitter about it. Not bitter about it. 
and then I mean, besides that, have you any connections from? I mean, that <clears throat> that show pr- provided so much exposure and so much cool stuff. But like, are there other connections? Like, are there any choreographers that you worked with on that that you that you still work uh, with or kept in well, touch with? Well, I think the most interesting thing about that would be not somebody I worked with, but somebody who saw me on the show was like, oh. Um, will you do this project with me in New York? I'm choreographing for a benefit. Um, it's unpaid, but it's two weeks. It'll be great. Um, and that choreographer was Andy Blankenbuehler. Love it. And this is, uh, six months before he was like, I think they were about to do the out of town of nine to five in Los Angeles. And he was like, yeah, there's like this show I'm doing is like really cool. You'd be great in it. I don't know if there's a spot, but, um, you know, just I'm, I'm having like he he loved working with me in that um, in, and the benefit. Then at, in the benefit right. concert. And then six months later, when they're in they were in tech for Broadway and um, <clears throat> one of the guys in the show had put in his notice for the day after they opened, which was like six weeks notice. Whoa. And they were like. Ooh, yeah, that's not going to work because he had gotten this incredible job in Vegas, I think. I don't know. And he put in his notice. And my understanding of the story is that he put in his notice and that day at lunch, they called him in and they were like, that's not going to work for us. Um, You can actually leave today. And they fired him. Whoa. Yeah. And that night I get a call from my agent saying, hey, can you go in tomorrow and audition um, for the show? And I walked into the audition room and it was, it was Andy Blankenbuehler, his assistant and one per, one other person auditioning. It was just a two, two person audition. And then Bernie, Bernie Telsey was sitting at a table watching as well. And that other and, person was Twyla Tharp. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wild audition at the yeah. beginning of the career. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I auditioned for that at 11 a.m. Audition ended at 1. Um, and uh, Bernie calls me back in the room. He was like, hey, you got the job, but first you have to go meet Joe Mantello at the theater, and he has to, like, meet you and approve you. The and director. I was like, the wow. director. Yeah. Um, wow. Like, the director with a capital like, T. Like, like yeah. he's, Wick, he's the yeah. director. He's, yeah. like, he's, like, he's the guy. He is the uh, director. <clears throat> so I go to the theater. I meet him. And he was like, cool, um, grab some lunch, hop up on stage at two. And so I started learning the show in Four the middle of, on after. stage in the middle of tech. And wow. I was also on the phone with my agents cause I was like, I guess I need to put in my notice at altar boys. <laughs> wow. Cause you were doing altar boys. I was doing altar boys at the, at the moment. And on the off Broadway contract, you get an, your, your notice, a nine day notice. Wow. So for those nine days, I did, you know, double duty. Um, and then a week and a half later, I was out of Alter Boys. I did Alter Boys for a year. And a week and a half later, I was out of Alter Boys. They were they were so thrilled. Like, I'm still homies with uh, oh, that's Michael, the guy, one of the guys who created it. Um, all, all the guys were so thrilled. Like, it was it was like an amazing experience. And like, you would think leaving in nine days would be like, like a, like yeah, a, everybody like a would thing, be pissed but, at you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. They were so thrilled. Like, it was at least my understanding, they were thrilled. Yeah, they yeah. like they were extremely excited for me. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, uh, that was like my connection with So You Think to to Broadway was super through real. Andy Blankenbuehler. Yeah. And then now I've done three shows. I've did Nine to Five, um, Bring It On, and now Hamilton with him. Yeah, and wow. it all started because I did this benefit the, for a free. free, a free benefit concert. It was like an Elton John money raising thing. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was unpaid, whatever, but it was like <clears throat> sometimes, sometimes do the unpaid stuff. And you know who else danced in it was Lauren Lataro. Oh, no way. Yeah. Choreographed Lauren waitress. Lauren a choreographer of waitress yeah. who, um, <clears throat> yeah, I did American Idiot with, mm-hmm. and then I ended up, she was trying to do a dance show in London and I filmed it for her. As like a, behind as, the as, camera? Yeah. Like I have a video You're business. The DP? I do. I, yeah. I was the DP. And still like very much learning what I was doing at the time. And it looked awful compared to the stuff I do now. But then those connections, like me doing that work for her for very little money Mm -hmm. is part of the reason why I'm in waitress now. I guess that would be like the other main advice that I would give to somebody coming to New York. Yeah. Your first couple of years in New York, like don't take yourself too seriously Mm -hmm. and just do everything. Like, yeah. 
you know, when you like make a podcast, like make a podcast. Like, yeah. (laughs) Whatever you have to do. Yeah. yeah. But like do whatever you have to do to make the connections and to meet the people and be a hard worker and like to make a good impression because people want to hire people they know and people they've worked with and people they're friends with. Right. So the best way to get in with somebody without having worked with them is to have volunteered for them or done something like I wouldn't recommend that like. 15, 20 years into your career when like you're trying to raise a family or do things like <laughs> right, right. Yeah. when like money is more of a thing, but like yeah, but if it's when not you're right out of college and you're spending $700 on rent and not, you know, whatever extraordinary number you're paying when you're 30 or whatever, uh, yeah. you know, take like get a side job, get, get your day job, you know, do whatever you need to do, but also do the, do the benefit concerts, yeah. do the, the, the free performances, whatever, just to get in with people, totally. meet, meet the music directors, meet yeah. the associates who are like going to be r- like rising up and doing things exactly. in five years when you're ready to be a leading man or whatever, yeah. you know? Dude, so. yeah. <clears throat> I love that. Neil, thank you Neil, so much. Th- yeah. This was so awesome. Thanks for having me. This was so yeah. great. Thank you for, for taking the time and for being here bright and early and yeah, uh, yeah. and I just to I, us. well and I love it we didn't even get into any of the Cinderella stuff which is totally fine but oh, yeah. like I uh, this has happened now the last couple of times we've done this like I get to know my friends even better just by throwing a microphone in front of them because I didn't yeah. know any of this stuff oh, and yeah. I love I love getting to talk with you and yeah. what, a, what a run Same, and, bro. and congratulations on King George in Hamilton what Thank what you. tour is that where are you guys going uh, the Philip tour Phillip so tour. we will awesome. be in. Uh, my first show is in Oklahoma City and then uh, Tulsa. And awesome. then we were doing a lot of Midwest and South, or yeah, South Midwest and then a bit of Canada. And then. Love it. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. So go check awesome. out Neil Haskell's King it. George and Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Neil. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So that was uh, Neil Haskell. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, rate, subscribe, do all that stuff for us if you can. Um, and uh, we just want to say one more thing. A, a shout out to uh, The Prom and Be More Chill that closed this past week. Um, two great shows, two wonderful pieces of theater gone way too soon. Um, but check out those cast albums that will live forever. And uh, yeah, you got anything else, Dan? Now, don't forget, if you send us questions... And we answer your questions on the podcast. We're going to send you a care package, and Joe doesn't even know what's in it. Apparently, you're getting a care package. Can I get a care package? No. All right, great. What's up? My name is Steven. I'm so handsome it hurts. Don't need an umbrella. I stand under mini skirts. What? Yeah, I'm a boss. I don't care what the haters say. How many dudes can say they pick up girls all day? Love you. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.